Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring CuriosityStream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. At less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into our show. Now, the title of this message is part two from last week, Finish What You Started. Some of you, God has told you to do something, and you have made every excuse that you can. God's not looking for our excuses. He's looking for our obedience. Be blessed by this message kind of people that you ask to bring a casserole to the church function, but you make a casserole anyway because you know they're not going to show up. <laughs> and they praying for a big harvest. Lord, I'm praying for a breakthrough. I'm praying for a harvest. And you're not even faithful in the small things. You need integrity. Small things matter. I get a bee in my butt over that. But it's the truth. We got to be people of our word. You want to be a mighty man and mighty woman of God and you're not even an honest person? It's tough. I know, it's, I know people don't like this message, but it's the truth and it will set you free. But so many times our possessions and, and then the next one, I've got a wife. Well, my goodness, how long have you been married to that woman? <laughs> and do we use our families? And do we use, what, we use everything in the book for an excuse? You know, when Doug and I started this ministry 13 years ago, we had full-time jobs, and it was hard. But we were faithful. I can remember preaching conferences. I would have a migraine so bad from working all day. And I would preach, and I promise you, when I preached, it left. But boy, afterwards, I would be sick as a dog. But you know what? I was faithful. And we would wag equipment to conference centers and to hotels and to convention centers. And Doug would work all day, take the equipment to work with him, <laughs> come back and unload and get in late at night. But we did what we had to do. And God, you can't, God will give you grace and mercy to do whatever you need to do if you won't make excuses for it. We use all kinds of excuses in the book. But you know what the problem is? We're trying to feed people that are full. Have you ever tried to feed a baby that's full? You can stick that food in their mouth and it's going to, hmm. And see, the problem is we're trying to fill people that are full, full of cares of the world, full of cares of life, full of what they want to do. And one of the greatest idols, we're talking about that idol that they were bound down to, the greatest idol is ourselves sometimes. What we want, our needs, what comes first, us. When all around us, there are people that are lost. There are people that are desperate. There are people that are on their way to hell. There are people that are waiting on you to do what God has called you to do, but you're making excuses because the time's not right. I tell you, Jesus is coming soon, and the time is now. 
and he is building up a remnant of people that are willing to pay the price, that's willing to say, yes, Father, I will do it. So Lord, forgive us for our excuses. Forgive us, Lord, when we've lost the passion for lost people. Forgive us when we've lost the passion for hurting people and wounded people because all we think about is what we're going through. Lord, forgive us. So we call them in from the north. We call them in from the south. We call them in from the east. We call in the blame, the line, the hurt, the wounded. Those that are bound by alcohol and drugs. Those that are sick. Those that are depressed. Those that are ready to commit suicide. Those that are hungry. There are people that are hungry for Jesus. Some of you watching by TV, you are so hungry for somebody to reach out to you. Excuses have to end. Excuses never end, but our habits can. We got to get our priorities in order and do whatever God's called us to do to the best of our ability. Because the, the, the table's ready. Jesus is ready for the lost. He's ready for the hurting. He's just waiting for the body of Christ to rise up and say, I'm hungry for you, Jesus. I'm more hungry for you, Jesus, than for things in this world. I'm more hungry for you than anything else. Than silver and gold, Lord, I'm hungry. Are you hungry for Jesus? So he was making excuses. But you know, Zerubbabel had to be go, going through such a crushing at that time. Because you know when you're out of God's will how miserable you are. Have you ever done that before? And you felt like you wouldn't be an obedient and maybe you were supposed to forgive somebody, and everywhere you went, there they were. And it might have been in the store, and you ran all over that store trying to dodge them, and there you'd run right into them again. But you're miserable. So I'm sure Zerubbabel went through some years, many years of crushing and regrets and guilt and unforgiveness in his heart. And it's like... The Lord gave me a word, some of you, that if you would forgive others and forgive yourself, you'll be healed and set free from the bondage that you're in. That's a word for you. But this man needed some encouragement. And there was two prophets that were going to bring encouragement, and that was Zechariah and Haggai. So let's go. Are y'all learning anything? Y'all still, still love me after fussing at you a little bit? Y'all say, well, well, I'm here today. You don't need to fuss at me. That's usually the situation. The ones that are there are the ones that gets the word. <laughs> when the other people should have been here. Okay, let's go now to Zechariah 4, 1 through 4. Now the angel who taught with me came back and wakened me as a man who was wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I am looking, and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, Lord? Now this is after Zerubbabel had built the foundation of the temple that the Lord spoke to Zechariah. And if you'll notice in this scripture, it's talking about the olive trees, which represents priestly authority. 
But it also talks about the lamps and the candles and the olives. Because, see, in those days, the oil was produced for the lamps through olive oil, through the crushing of olives. And that's what brought the light to the lamps and the lanterns. So, Sister Sarah, if you'll bring me my oil. So I did a little research on olive oil. I thought, well, I want to know. I, I just wanted to dig into this. Thank you. Okay, this is my olive oil. Now, olive oil is produced, of course, from olives. But there's a great crushing that takes place. When you read about, it takes a lot of olives to produce olive oil. In fact, this little container here would probably take about five pounds of olives to produce this little bit of olive oil. And it goes through crushing, and it goes through uh, all kinds of processing to beating. Sometimes they beat these olives off the tree. And I thought, that is such a perfect example of Jesus. How was he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and the olive trees and how he was beaten and bruised to produce the oil, which is the Holy Spirit for us, to bring light to this world, to bring the light of Jesus to this world. So Zerubbabel had been through a crushing. And see, some of you have been through a terrible crushing. You've been through one storm after another storm. And you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through. But the crushing that you're going through is producing oil, which is the anointing of God. To do what he's called you to do. Because if you hadn't been crushed, if you hadn't had pain, you couldn't relate to anybody else that was going through pain. So God is telling you, you are anointed for purpose. This oil represents the Holy Spirit in your life. Revival fire will take place because you're going to be the spark. Just like Jesus brought light to the world, Jesus wants to use you to bring light to this hurting world through the crushing that you've been through. Because the pain that you've gone through will bring forth the purpose that God has for your life. So don't waste the pain by being bitter and upset with God and upset with other people. Praise him for what you, that you made it through it. Because the crushing is going to make you greater. The crushing is going to make you more anointed. Thank you, Sister Sarah. So all this time he was going through crushing. And he needed some encouragement for some friends because I'm sure he, he looked at it. He said, Lord, there's such a mountain of problems ahead of me. There's no way I can do this. They shut me down. It's impossible. But God was telling him, I can turn that mountain into a molehill. Let's get on. Let's read a little bit more. That sounds pretty country. Doesn't you know what a molehill is? <laughs> Some of you folks in Las Vegas might not have a clue what I'm talking about. Okay, let's go to Zechariah 4, 6 through 10. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by power, my, not by my might, nor by power, but my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. 
Moreover, the world of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For, you have dis- for who has despised the days of small things? For these seven rejoice to the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Wow. What God was saying is you may have some problems, but when you get back in the game and you do what I've told you to do, I can turn those mountains into molehills in your life. And some of you may have some mountains of problems right now. You've got, you watching my television, you got some impossible situations in your life right now. And you see no way out. But when you take the word of God and you start speaking the word of God over those mountains, you speak to the mountains. Don't speak about your mountain. Don't complain about your mountain. When you speak the word of God to those mountains, take your eyes off your problems, put your eyes on God. He can turn your mountain into a molehill suddenly just like that. Because we serve a miracle-working, supernatural God of now. And he's not finished with you yet. He wasn't finished with Zerubbabel. He laid the foundation. He was going to finish the project. And don't despise small beginnings. First of all, he said, not by power, not by by might, but by my spirit. There's so many valuable nuggets in that. See, some of you are trying to do things in your own might. And it's not working. You're trying to tell God what to do instead of just trusting him and letting him make a way where there seems no way. But it's not by your, your power. It's by his power. It's by his spirit that he's going to make it happen. Your job is to put feet to your faith and keep on walking, keep on stepping, keep on being obedient to what he's telling you to do. So to make a long story short... He went to the king, and the king said, you know what? Don't disrupt these people one more day. In fact, you go help them build this temple. And not only that, guess who paid for the project? The king. Those that opposed him ended up blessing him. And they finished that temple in four years. Four years. Don't you know he was looking back and thinking, all those 16 years. But see, God was working. He was going through a crushing. So no matter how long you've taken a break or a gap year that turned into several gap years, (laughs) don't waste your pain. You've been through crushing. You've been through some things that's going to allow you to minister to others. If God hadn't called you to do it, (laughs) he knew you could do it. Or he wouldn't have called you to do it. Quit trying to talk yourself out of it. Because he had favor. He had favor with God. He had favor with the king. But he needed some encouragement. He needed somebody to hold his hands up. And we're living in a time now, I read this, where if the enemy can't get you, he's going to try to get your circle. So we got to be praying for each other every day. 
because the enemy can't stand what's happening in the body of Christ. He don't want revival to take place. He don't want you to finish the project that he gave you. He don't want you to worship Jesus. He don't want you to witness to people. He don't want you to lay hands on the sick. He, don't, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy you and your family. So you got to put on the whole armor, but we got to encourage each other. Because everybody's fighting a different battle. If you're doing anything for the kingdom of God, you are fighting a battle. Some people just don't show it as well as others. It may be with your family. It may be with your finances. It may be in your mind being tormented with different things. Or it may be all of it. It may be sickness. But we need to be encouraging each other. I tell you, when I get discouraged, yes, the motivator needs to be encouraged sometimes. I'm human like everybody else. But you know who to call. And I appreciate people that will call and encourage because we're in a battle. We need to be holding each other's hands up. But thank God we're not all in the valley at the same time. We'd be in a mess, wouldn't we? <laughs> Come on, let me pull you up, sister, but I don't feel like praying for you today. Let me tell you what I'm going through. You think your problem's bad. You ain't seen mine yet. But that's when we got to reach down and pull each other up. And some of you that are watching my TV, you may say, well, I don't have anybody like that. Well, I, I'm your person today. I want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through, God's not finished with you yet. He's not finished with you yet. So he needed encouragement. They got the job done. But if you don't have anybody, there's a time you just got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Because people's got their own lives. They got their own problems. Sometimes you just got to say, okay, Lord, it's me and you. I got to have a miracle. I'm not leaving this prayer closet till I feel a touch from your hand. Because when you get in the prayer, like encourage yourself in the Lord like David did. But when you get in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, I got to have you. I need a miracle. Lord, I feel like I'm going under right now. I got to have you. And then all of a sudden you'll feel the peace of the Lord come upon you. I had a very, uh, a friend that sent me a message the night. She said, Sandra, please pray. She said, I'm just, I'm normally a strong person. I can do, have so much faith, but I'm just weak right now. I'm facing anxiety and when I called, I prayed for her, and she told me, she said, that night, I woke up crying, and she said, I felt like the presence of the Lord, like there was angels just all around me. And she said, I felt such a peace. When we cry out, he hears us. So finish what the Lord has told you to do, whatever it is. If it's to be in the choir, or if it's to lead people to Jesus or to lay hands on the sick or just encourage something. Do whatever he's called you to do. You're qualified. He's building an army in these last days. See, there's three kinds of people in the world. There's a lot more than that, but this is the three major. There are people that make things happen, people that watch things happen, and people that wonder what happened. And see, be a person that makes things happen. I've heard that 80% of the people, no, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Have y'all found that to be true in most everything? And if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Don't give it. If they're not doing nothing, you think they're going to do anything to help you? No. 
If you want something done, get it, give it to somebody that's busy. They, because you know they got work good work habits. Then there's people that watch things happen. They want revival, but they want somebody else to pray. They want somebody else to fast. They want somebody else to pay for it to be done. But they want to watch it happen and come experience the glory every once in a while. And then there's people that wonder what happened. Because see, there's a lot of people probably in the graveyard today that they had so much potential, they had so much talent, but they kept making excuses on what God had called them to do. And we want to stand before God one day and say, he's going to ask you, what did you do with the talents I gave you? Did you do it to the best of your ability or did you do it just enough to get by? Did you give your best to the Lord or did you give your leftovers to the Lord? People that wonder what happened is the ones that's going to be left behind because they're going to look around one day and see other people doing what God called them to do. Because God's will will go forth with or without any of us. So I want to be on the bandwagon, don't y'all? Because he's doing a mighty work in this world, and he's bringing a remnant of his church together that we're going to see revival like never before. We're going to see more miracle signs and wonders than ever before. We're going to see the glory of the Lord fill the house because of the crushing of the prayer warriors. That pain is bringing forth an anointing like never before. Finish what you started. Many of y'all know that I have been fighting upper respiratory infections for months since August. There's been two months of the conferences that I wasn't even able to lead praise and worship. Renee and Rhonda did it one time and Larry did it one time. And um, so I was fighting that on and on and on. Well, let's go back a little bit. Before that, I was having constant migraines. I don't know if y'all remember the constant migraines I was having. That all started in June and July. So to make it real quick, I had went to the neurologist to get on medication for the migraines. And it fixed, you know, it fixed it. And um, wasn't long after that, I started getting all these upper respiratory infections and staying, feeling bad, low-grade fever, staying in the bed, feeling bad. And, um, and then last conference, Sandra, at the end of the service, had mentioned that the Lord was, had told her that somebody's medical issue was uh, their medicine. Was their medicine. <clears throat> well, I'm only on two medicines. One I'd been on for years and years, and I thought, well, it probably wouldn't be that one. I thought about it. When I got home, I looked up that new medicine that I was on for my migraines. Guess what the side effects were? Upper respiratory tract infections and low-grade fever. I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, I have, because we have, I've, Rusty and I have, you know, racked our brains of what could be causing that I might be allergic to. And so, and, and, quit doing a couple of things and it didn't stop it. So I emailed my doctor, my neurologist, and said, look, I feel like that this is causing my chronic upper respiratory problems and I want to get off of it. Well, um, she winged me off. I'm off of it. I've, this is still the signs of the last episode, but it didn't go full blown. I didn't feel bad. 
um, like I did all the other five times. And I feel I have felt like myself felt like doing something. And so I went to see her um, Thursday. And she said, well, you'll be my first case of this actually. It's, it is listed as a side effect. But you'll be my first case of this if this is so I want you to let me know if everything clears up and stays good with you. And I said, oh, it is. I said, but I'll let you know. And, um, and she said, and also I had done, had a CAT scan done previously because they were still trying to find why I was having the low-grade fever too. And that was one of the side effects too. So anyway, I said, well, on that CAT scan, it showed that I had the beginnings of calcification in my kidneys. And so she said, definitely, we needed, you needed to come off of it. Isn't the Lord good? He used Sister Sandra. And you know what? If I hadn't come off, guess what was coming? Kidney stones. I pray this message has blessed you and it's given you the encouragement that you need to do what God's called you to do. He has a plan and a purpose for your life and he wants to use you for his glory. Finish what you started. You can do this or he'd have never asked you to do it. If you're watching this show and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to lead you to Jesus because that's the most important decision that you'll ever make. Some of you maybe say you join the church, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus. If the Holy Spirit's drawing you in, I want to lead you to Jesus. And just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. Find you a good Bible-believing church and grow to be more like Jesus, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. If you're watching this show and you've got some mountain of problems in your life and you want the Lord to turn those mountains into molehills, Give us a, a call on the prayer line. We would love to pray with you because we still serve a miracle working God. He heals. He performs miracles. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So just call us and we'll be glad to pray with you. Also, send us some praise reports. We love to get letters. I love to hear from you to see what God is doing in your life. Also, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our new YouTube channel. It's SH Ministries. You can join that, subscribe to that, and watch our shows anytime that you'd like to, and you can be blessed by that. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. And I'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us Television is so expensive, but it's so worth it. And if you're being blessed, if you're being fed by this ministry, we could surely use your help right now. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. Don't you dare miss it. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus.
My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all. New on Curiosity Stream. Get ready for the best of the best with our 100 Days of Curiosity, featuring fan favorite titles like Light on Earth with Sir David Attenborough. Join me on a journey like no other. Stephen Hawking's favorite places. It's a crazy world out there. The history of home with Nick Offerman. Not my home, just homes. Other people's homes. And many more. Don't miss 100 Days of Curiosity, happening right now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.